0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the ASIAL Security Insider podcast. Today we have a special podcast featuring Kate Carnell. For those of you who aren't familiar with Kate, she is one of Australia's most experienced business leaders. She is the current Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman. Prior to taking her current role, Kate was CEO of the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry, which represents more than 300,000 businesses across Australia. She has also held the position of Chief Executive Officer at Beyond Blue, the Australian Food and Grocery Council, the Australian General Practice Network, and the Australian National Association of Forest Industries. In today's podcast, Kate provides some very timely, practical, and extremely useful advice for small to medium-sized businesses in the security industry about how to manage their way through the current COVID-19 environment. This is invaluable advice from one of Australia's senior leaders and most experienced business minds and is highly relevant for ASIAL members. We really hope you enjoy this episode of Security Insider Podcast and get as much out of it as I did. So please enjoy this episode.
1: I'm the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise Ombudsman and it's an absolute pleasure to be with you today. You know, we live in incredibly difficult times and I'm sure um, we all know that. The hard bit about it is, is it's very hard to predict um, what the future is is going to look like. So there's no doubt that for small to medium enterprises, for SMEs, we are operating um, in what we might call a new normal, uh, except we just don't know what that normal actually looks like at this at at this time. So today I want to run through a few issues that are part of the challenges right now in how to keep um, an SME uh, alive, hopefully uh, growing and if not growing now ready to grow in the future. So let's have a look at the steps you need to take now uh, to help your SME survive going forward. Now, we know quite definitely that uh, cash flow is king um, in in small businesses. So, from my perspective, the most important thing for every small business to have right now uh, is a financial plan. You need to talk to your trusted financial advisor many cases that's our accountant sometimes it might be um, your certified bookkeeper or somebody else now we have you know financial plans for everyday use normally but right now the challenges are many of us are closed um, if you happen to be um, in Victoria or Melbourne particularly or have been closed there are still restrictions around how you can operate if you're if you're operating for many of us, uh, for many of our businesses, we're still getting job uh, JobKeeper. Uh, we might have deferred the plan, you know, our uh, payments to our bank for business loans. We might have deferred p- uh, payments to the ATO. We might be getting state government uh, um, subsidies, benefits, reduced electricity costs, reduced payroll tax. Look, the list goes on. There is a range of things that our bi- that our business might be getting now oh and of course I forgot one of our biggest expenses is commercial rent and we have potentially many of us have used the commercial um, the mandatory commercial tenancy code to reduce rent and to defer rent up until September but I think we've all got to come to grips with this with the situation that JobKeeper will will finish um, at the moment, it's, it's got the capacity to go to next March and maybe in some areas like um, in the areas on stage four in Victoria, there might be an extension on that, but that hasn't been announced at the moment. But for the rest of us, uh, what we've really got to do is put in place a cash flow plan that brings, that has a look at our business with uh, when we are paying our bank again. And remember, even though we're not, pay um, we're having a payment holiday for bank loans we're not having an interest holiday your interest is still compounding out there even if you're not making payments at this stage so for me the most important thing is to sit down with your accountant um, and have a look at your cash flow and look at what you need to do or how much revenue you need over the next 12 months to handle the um, i suppose the expenses that you know are, are, are coming up um, post current government subsidies or, or support uh, mechanisms. For some businesses I have to say they probably aren't viable and if that is you and hopefully not you but I tell you what there is a very large number of businesses in Australia at the moment who under normal circumstances would have uh, gone into bankruptcy liquidation, depending on what sort of a business they are, and haven't because um, the various government support mechanisms have helped them stay in place. Um, it's really important to decide whether the business is viable. If it's not, it's important to take steps, uh, whatever steps you need to take to uh, to close the business sooner rather than later. The longer you go with an unviable business, the higher the, re- the, the debt. Um, Will be, and the more likelihood that a liquidation or a bankruptcy will uh, will be uh, incredibly painful. And I suppose what we all want is, uh, if if there's no other way to go, um, to get out of our business while keeping our houses and to pay our creditors wherever possible. Um, but I bet that's that's the sort of sad bit. I'm looking at this from a turnaround capacity. You know, looking at what you need to do. Uh, you know, to look at your business over, over the next 12 months. And part of that is having a look at what you're doing in the digital arena. Um, as we know, many businesses now have uh, gone significantly more digital than was the uh, the case in the past. Many of them are trading uh, really well. You know, good good examples are a company called UG since 1974, they uh, manufacture UG boots on the Gold Coast. Uh, when Chinese tourism stopped, their revenue fell by 95%. They then went on to a Buy Australian um, site on Facebook, um, uh, explained to Australians that they are one of the very few UG boot manufacturers that are Australian-based. And uh, interestingly, their revenue um, has recovered significantly, and the company Will survive, which is something that uh, nobody thought would be the case uh, not so not so long ago. So, looking at how um, you're operating in the digital arena, how you're using um, uh, social media as a marketing tool, how you're communicating with your customers and potential customers, and um, with social media, of course, it can be very one-on-one if you, you know, if if you need it to be, or um, whatever approach is. Is best for you. I think one of the things I'd like to um, sort of stress in this, um, in, in this um, talk um, is that if any of us believe that business is going to be the same as it was six months ago, I think um, you're kidding yourself. Uh, for the vast percentage of businesses, um, life will not be the same again. We're going to have to learn to live Um, in a COVID world, um, even with um, hopefully vaccines and other things. And also our customers have changed. What they expect from us as businesses have changed. And we have to focus on what that looks like. So thinking about your customers, um, the people you are selling your services, your products to, what are they looking for? What are they after? What sort of relationships are they after? With uh, with you, what services products are they wanting? Are they wanting from uh, from you? So that sort of digitizing, focusing social media approach, getting your business more efficient by uh, ensuring that you're you're using appropriate apps for things like scheduling, for things like um, staff placement, all the sorts of things that there are great, cheap and efficient apps that are out there at the moment, now is the time to understand that businesses that will survive will be businesses that are embracing opportunities but are inc- improving productivity, um, improving their staff utilization, improving their communications. Anyway, I could I could speak about, about that for a long time. Um, so businesses that will survive will be ones that look after their cash flow, that certainly ensure that they are getting all the uh, support that is available um, from from governments and from banks and from others, but also plan for what happens at the other end of that. Um, Making sure that you're talking to the ATO. If uh, you're not in a position to pay the ATO, have those discussions, the ATO will be reasonable. Similarly, talking to your landlord um, with what's going to happen um, when possibly deferred rent is it needs to be paid when you know when your rent goes back to what it was before. All of those discussions are really, really important. Um, so if you closed or semi-closed, as many businesses have been, um, what do you need to know to reopen your your business? Well, um, for many of you in in the industries that are listening today, you know pretty well what COVID safe plans look like. But it's really important to understand what various industries are requiring, um, and you can see that you know, the restaurant and caterers have got a great uh, piece of information that's available to to their members on what COVID-safe plans look like in uh, in their industries and so on. Safe Work Australia, of course, have got um, huge amounts of of information. Um, if you go to our website, um, the Australian Small Business and Family Enterprise website, on my business health website, there is information there too. But the most important thing is to stay proactive because one of the challenges that even my office that focus on this all the time is happen, is having is that the rules are changing all the time and they're different in different states. So it's almost got to be a morning, you know, a daily approach to have a look at what states are saying, and what are they requiring in terms of COVID-safe plans um, for business uh, operations? Um, this needs to be something. I've got a person on my staff that that's their job, just to make sure that we're up to speed in the information we're giving out, but in our knowledge, uh, in in this space, one of the things that we found is really important is for businesses to communicate with their customers in this area, because you know, as much as you can manage your, your own business, you have no comprehension of what the knowledge base of your customers are. And so we found that um, signs up in retail establishments, in other establishments, on websites and so on, to explain to your customers what you're doing to ensure that uh, your customers are safe, your staff safe, your business is safe, and sometimes why you're doing it, um you shouldn't assume knowledge um from customers so we found that um where businesses have put up signs saying you know we 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 have to um and we want to keep you safe and to keep you safe we are requiring you to do to stand on the cross to you know on the on the floor of the retail establishment to do those sorts of things and it's really important to you and to us um, and to safety generally for you to do that. You know, can you please help? You know, fascinatingly, it's worked better when those sorts of discussions um, have occurred. It's not surprising, is it really? Um, Next most important thing, we talked about cash flow, but access uh, to credit is uh, pretty fundamental, isn't it? Access to capital is, uh, is, is a very real thing for many businesses, uh, they didn't have an awful lot of retained capital, money in their businesses to start with, and they certainly um, have uh, um, expended that. So for those businesses going through second lockdowns, it is incredibly stressful because they simply don't have um, the, the cash, the capital, uh, for reopening purposes, some of them even for, you know, the, um, the, the, the bills they have to keep paying, the expenses that they, that they, they can't push out. So there are some options here. Um, the federal government announced the SME loan guarantee scheme um, a number of months ago now and that was um, access to capital for up to $250,000 in unsecured finance with a six month repayment holiday. Um, Interest is accrued though, um, but it can be amortized over the course of the loan. Now, those are available from banks. Um, The federal government is picking up half the risk, and and so the banks can keep interest low, lower, And can also not require the level of security that they would normally require. Um, So um, those uh, those loans are available and they're not only available from the major banks, uh, they're available from a whole range of financial financial service providers um, including the fintech, um, a number of fintechs as well, but the list of the, uh, the banks that are available are on the um, the federal government um, treasury um, website, of course, in other places as well. The pro the um, uh, the products that are available are different from different styles of lenders. But the things that are the same is that there is a six month um, um, loan a uh, payment holiday, so you don't have to pay payments um, for for six months. Now the government announced recently. Um, that, sorry, that particular program went till September. The government um, announced recently there was a second phase of the scheme which comes into effect on the 1st of October and the amount of um, loans on offer um, goes up from $250,000 to a million dollars and from a three-year term, which was the current uh, SME guarantee loan, to a maximum of five years. And much more flexibility in terms of payment when you make payments, you know, and, and what's available. These loans are available for small businesses with turnovers of under 50 million, which by the way is a vast percentage, like 99. point something percent of businesses in Australia, and they'll be available from the 1st of October uh, to the 30th of June. Uh, important thing to remember um, remember is that these loans. Don't need to be secured against your house because many small businesses really are worried about that in this in this situation. So it's certainly worth having a look at what's available. Um, it is true though that banks and others will uh, will assess serviceability. Um, they rightly don't want to lend to people who who can't pay it back, but. Uh, if you feel a bank or a lending institution is being unfair with their requirements for serviceability, please get in touch with our office because uh, you know the, the federal government is making a lot of money available—forty billion dollars available to support this scheme—and uh, they want the money to um, to flow to those businesses that need it. And at the moment, I'd have to say it's flowing quite slowly. Uh, so that's a you know a concern. Uh, to say the least. Um, the other thing that's that's I suppose good, well is good. Um, that's happened recently is that JobKeeper has been extended past um, September um, for businesses that uh, that uh, still comply. You'd remember that to get JobKeeper, you um, had to your business had to have a thirty percent reduction in turnover or more if it was a seriously big business with more than a billion dollar turnover, uh, but you needed a 30% reduction. There was a range of ways you could measure that reduction. And the, uh, and you, the, the staff that were, were covered by JobKeeper was on as of the first uh, of, of March. Uh, last week, JobKeeper was extended Uh, further to allow struggling small businesses to get JobKeeper payments for new staff that had been employed since the 1st of July this year. Now that's, you know, you can imagine that there's a number of businesses um, in the Melbourne um, CBD Mitchell area uh, that um, may have put staff on when they were allowed to reopen and now um, are needing to... Uh, To claim again so even though those staff may not have been on in in March uh, um, they uh, are now covered if their turnover is 30% down under the um, other extensions to um, to JobKeeper in um, October uh, it will be extended and yes the amount of JobKeeper will now start being reduced but and you will have to be assessed at the beginning of every quarter to ensure that you are you know still 30 percent down so businesses that are that you know have really come back won't be entitled but others will be uh and you'll just have to re- have to compare the previous quarter with the similar quarter last year and you will be able to continue to uh to get uh, Job keeper through to March in two three month um, um, tranches, uh, shall we say? Uh, so there is there is still um, support out there. One of the things, though, that I think is most important here is this is not a normal financial downturn. I don't have to tell you that, but it's not. This is a government shutdown. The reason businesses are struggling is because government of governments for health reasons, good health reasons, have said you will shut your doors or you will not be able to provide particular services or your, you know, the amount of people you can have in your business or establishment or whatever is only this many, you know, one per four square meters, there won't be major events in, or if there are, the number of people at them will be significantly reduced. All the issues that we all know, um, that means that your downturn is because of government policy, uh, which is the reason it's very hard to plan for. But governments have said, the federal government and state governments have said quite categorically that they fully appreciate that they will have to continue to support business who they are requiring to close or restrict their operations until the economy is able to trade normally again so there is every chance that these uh, these programs will be extended uh, going forward. Now the other things that um, we believe are really important and we have put a roadmap to recovery plan to to the federal government is that they need to make it simpler to do business in this country um, we need to get rid of we always talk about red tape but quite specific parts of red tape we we need to fix up the industrial relations system we need to make it simpler to employ into uh, employ people um, and simpler and with more solid rules on what you have to do if say your business um, is um, asked us asked to close again or you've had a significant downturn for whatever ever reason under what circumstances can you stand down your staff this was a really huge problem in the first uh in the first tranche and i think still is in what the rules actually are so we've suggested to the to the federal government there needs to be much more clarity around that we believe that there should be um, a small business award in, in other words or schedules to current awards to simplify the environment for small businesses, single pay points, um, um, simpler approaches um, to to, um, additional payments, whether they be um, overtime, um, Sunday penalty rates, you know, those sorts of things. We need to make this simpler. Um, There's a number of committees meeting federally at the moment, including unions, to try to come up with mechanisms to do that. We also believe that there needs to be a new category called, which we call permaflexi. Um, In other words, to meet the needs of employers, and that is for flexibility in the workplace, but to try to meet the needs of employees too, to have a level um, of permanence, in other words, sick leave and um, and holiday pay, if you can make those two things mix, in other words, give employers flexibility and employees a little bit more um, confidence or more, more confidence in their employment, it could be um, a great outcome for, uh, for all of us. We need to simplify the tax system. We're suggesting let's get rid of fringe benefit tax. Let's have instant asset write-off permanently. There's a whole range of issues in, in that space. We should legislate 30-day payments. It's unacceptable that big businesses are paying slower and slower. Just this morning, we saw Solomon Lou's group um, have quite significant profits. They are some of the worst worst perpetrators of very slow payment times. This is simply not acceptable. Businesses like many of yours out there need to be paid um, in 30 days or less because you've got to pay your employees, you've got to pay your costs. It is not reasonable for big business, big business, particularly multinationals, to continue to blow out payment times. Now, can I suggest you have a look at our roadmap um, um, policy? It's, it's on our website. Um, there's a range of other areas that we think need to be addressed, including government procurement. It's probably important to some of you. We need governments to focus on giving contracts to small to medium businesses, not just going to the big end of town all the time. Um, uh, if we want businesses to go and employ, they've got to have actual business, not just grants or handouts. We want business to allow us to grow. Um, we have some plans around that. I'd like to finish, though, by seeking from you um, an undertaking. And that's, um, well, two undertakings. One is to look after yourself. The stress on small businesses, small to medium businesses in this environment is huge. We all know that our business loans are secured against our homes in many circumstances. If we lose our business, we don't only lose our jobs and the jobs of our staff, which are often like family, um, we can lose our homes as well. That's pretty stressful. For you to be in a position to drive your business going forward, as uh, hopefully we will coming out the other end, your well being is going to be fundamental, your mental health. So can I suggest you go to our site called My Business Health, um, which talks about the things I've talked about like cash flow and so on, but also talks about the things you need to do to look after your own well being, your own mental health. And if you're in Victoria. Um, the, Victorian Government announced $26 million yesterday to support small business owners in their well-being um, through this difficult time. Their Partners in Wellbeing telephone hotlines great and the um, coronavirus.beyondblue.org.au website um, has great information and a phone line as well. So there's lots of capacity out there but remember that nobody's superman or superwoman. This level of stress is something nobody can manage unless they really focus on looking after yourself and your family. Uh, going through this, please don't think struggling for struggling with mental health at a time like this is weak. It's just human. So please focus on staying healthy. So, uh, um, and the other thing that I wanted to leave you with is let's make sure we all buy local. We support our own local um, small to medium businesses and help them stay afloat through this difficult time.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, don't forget, if you've enjoyed this podcast, there are plenty more like this one in the ASIAL Security Insider series. You can find them on uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Blurberry, uh, the Google Play Store and all the other great places that you can find amazing podcasts. And we look forward to catching you on the next episode. Have a great day.